You're listening to the Summer Camp Music Festival Podcast with your host, Camp Counselor Derek. Ahoy, Summer Campers! Welcome back to Part 2 of the Summer Camp 2022 Recap. I don't have a lot to add to my previous episode, which uh, recapped my summer camp experience. I did see today that Mo finally got the summer camp posters in, and those are pretty sweet. They got a big moon on them. It's pretty cool. Uh, I believe you can get those through their website. I'm not sure why they're so late, but I can tell you that I work in the print industry, and there are paper shortages going on, and that's causing delays and difficulties with printing. And I'll I'll just leave a quick plug here for the Sacred Rose Festival, which is partially put together by the fine folks that bring you summer camp. That is happening August 26th to 28th at SeatGeek Stadium, formerly Toyota Park, I believe, in Bridgeview, Illinois. That festival will feature so many summer camp bands like Umphreys McGee, J-Rad, Goose, SDS9, The Wood Brothers, Lettuce, uh, Corey Wong will be there rocking those COVID antibodies. Uh, infamous String Dusters, Andy Frasco, and today's podcast guest will be there with his band, La Special. Uh, just a couple quick notes about the podcast. This is normally where I take a break until next year, and that will be no different. However, I'm considering doing some counselor shorts between now and then. Uh, a couple shorter episodes where I call upon my counselor friends to discuss camp's past. So maybe I'll pepper those in throughout the fall before returning in the new year. But first, we have a new interview and a special guest host. Camp counselor Elise reached out to Luke Bemand from Le Special a couple weeks back, uh, more by the time you're hearing this. So this will be the first interview on the podcast that I was not involved in, although I did edit it, so hopefully it has the same feel. I want to extend a thanks to Camp Counselor Elise and welcome her back anytime. Also, my thanks to Luke for taking the time out of his very busy schedule. So, without further ado, here's Elise talking with Luke from the special. start from the beginning my son wants to know how do you how's the right way of saying your band's name <laughs> um so we just say it like le special so it's kind of like if you were to spell that spell it out almost just l-u-h special as uh, americanized as possible i guess it's not <laughs> french but we don't mind when people if they want to say lay special that's so le special is kosher yeah yes, um and then how did you guys get that name Oh my God. I don't even know if I remember at this point. I, I mean, we've been going by the special for like 17 years now. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, like we start, we started the band in high school and I think that we just had to come up with a name really quick for a battle of the bands. Uh, Johnny and I played in another jam band at the time. This is our high school in Falls Village, Connecticut, and it was called the Noise Boys um, with Nick and Merrick Noise. 
that's how that name came to be. And I think we just kind of liked the sound of it, like phonetically, like it just, it wasn't a word. It didn't mean anything. It wasn't really even a language. And so I think we just kind of liked the sound of it. And back then we were just kind of making sounds. So it's sort of, uh, it sort of fit and then it just stuck. And then here we are. (laughs) Yeah. Rad. So 17 years. What did you guys know each other in high school? Yeah, uh, Rory and I have been playing together since we were about like 11, 12. We like met at a summer camp and Rory was playing in a band and I bought a guitar and joined his band. Just to clarify, a summer camp, not summer camp. Correct. We met at a summer camp. That's a, <laughs> that's a good clarification. Yeah. I, um, yeah, we, we both, uh, we met in grade school at Kent Center School in Kent, Connecticut. And so we've been playing together since we were kids. And then we met up with John in high school and I played in a different band with him. And we just kind of came together and yeah, 17 years later, still doing it. Cool. So another question for my 13 year old, um, how would you classify, um, your sound, your genre? Like where would you put yourselves? It's a great question. I don't think we've been able to answer that in 17 <laughs> years. Um, cause I think it's constantly kind of changing. Um, but you know, it, it's difficult to just pin down one genre, you know, in a set, we kind of like to span a lot of different genres and just kind of make, um, you know, our influences come out sounding like the special so we've kind of changed like the tag and the 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 label we've put on it right now the the word we or the term we've been using is progtronic power trio um (laughs) again not a word doesn't really mean anything but you know it kind of gets some of like the prog element in there but the electronic element as well and we just like the fact that it's like a power trio you know um playing into the fact that it's three of us and we're all kind of playing different instruments and creating the sound as three into one but yeah we've used terms like heavy future groove before when we say things like prog rock it doesn't feel totally authentic because you know prog rock kind of makes you think of like old guys in like a king crimson shirt or something yeah well that's an influence of ours there's more to it than that so that's where we're at right now maybe in a couple months it'll be something new i'm not sure very cool i uh once defined like umphreys prog rock to yeah an older cat and he was like what like he was so insulted i was like i i'm sorry (laughs) i I know that's the thing you all you're always going to risk like insulting somebody or their music taste you know so you can't win i mean i tell people that umphreys is like a prog jam band so yeah yeah the same thing (laughs) yeah it's so it's so hard and i don't like um i don't really like classifications in the first place like i feel like like you said then you kind of pigeonhole yourself uh into one specific group um so that's really cool um that 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 makes me feel better because i was like i have no i know it's no uh, idea (laughs) it's hard it's easier to just kind of throw out different like musical influences than like genres yeah so who are some of your influences i would say you know when we when people ask us that question, like kind of the big overarching ones that have always been an influence for the special would be bands like Tool, Primus, Radiohead. Uh, more recently, maybe bands kind of like Animals as Leaders, um, Flying Lotus for that electronic kind of vibe. And we're also really into like film score, like people like Danny Elfman and John Williams and... So, it, you know, it, it, it's kind of all over the place, but I would say, you know, if we're going to talk progtronic, I would say, you know, in the prog world, it's like King Crimson and some of that Primus and Animals as Leaders, but we also love electronic music. I mean, Radiohead has been one of our biggest influences for a long time, uh, Nine Inch Nails as oh, well, yeah. and 
bands we've been lucky enough to actually see this year. I, I was able to see Nine Inch Nails, Animals as Leaders, and Primus. So it's really cool that those bands that influenced us when we were kind of starting out are still influencing us and still playing and still inspiring us to this day. So it's very Well, cool. yeah, and if you play festivals like Summer Camp, you might have the opportunity to sit in with some of these people or play, you know, like an everyone orchestra or something like that with some of your favorite musicians, which is so dope. Yeah, yeah, it's um, one of the coolest things about Summer camp not just how the lineups are so you know there, there's so many different flavors and genres and artists there but yeah just that kind of like camaraderie between the patrons and the musicians and yeah it's kind of always happening and you know we got to play with um you know some of the guys from mo and the everyone orchestra for the first time which was really really cool for us um for those guys i mean we we went to summer camp in 2007 rory and i did that was our first summer camp and cool yeah i didn't so, realize i always wonder because yeah. sometimes bands are like like, oh, our first time was like when we played for the first time, you know, so it's cool that you guys actually were going, you know? Yeah, no, we went as total fans. Um, you know, we like loved Umphreys McGee and got to see them. We got to see Les Claypool's fancy band, I believe he played yeah. with. Um, yeah, and we loved it. So, you know, I mean, all those years later to be able to still go back and play is is really cool. Yeah, that really is special. so dope. So how many have you been to? So that was probably the only one we went to just um, as like patrons, but now we've played four. So this nice. most recent one was our fourth scamp. Yeah. Cool. So we are, yeah. We're getting up there. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully that number keeps growing. Yeah. It seems like it will. You guys yeah. had a really <laughs> successful uh, campfire set. That was really right. dope. Um, I'll get back to that because I obviously want to talk about slap. But <laughs> sticking, Slap to around the world, yeah. <laughs> sticking to collaborations for a second, um, you did a lot of, you did a, you what, two everyone orchestras? Or did you do one everyone orchestra and then a one with the... Um, the horn section. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> hey, it's a lot to keep a lot of sets, a lot of yeah. things to keep track of. Believe me, I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. This that Saturday was pretty stacked. Like Johnny and I played with the Everyone Orchestra, which was so cool. That was our first ever Everyone, everyone Orchestra. And so really cool to work with Matt Butler and play improvised music with this kind of like set of guidelines and rules and a conductor doing it. I had seen them play before, but being able to do it was so cool. Um, um, and such a cool experience in that VIP tent kind of intimate setting. Thank <laughs> you. 
yeah, I played with the horn section who have just been friends of ours for years. And Josh Shorts hit me up and he was like, do you want to play bass on this set? We're not really sure what we're going to do. And I was like, yeah, I'll be there, of course. So that was um, Greg, Chris and Josh playing their horns, uh, Matt Butler on drums, Fro on percussion, Neil Fro Evans from Dopapod, and I played bass. And I was like, you know, I'm down, I'm there, so I can play whenever. But I got up there, played one song, and I was like, should I stay up there? And Chris Browers was like, oh, you're staying up here. For you're in the band now. So <laughs> so that was a lot more kind of like unstructured, just off-the-cuff improv as opposed to everyone orchestra. But it was also just really cool, and we didn't know where the vibe was going to go. But it just felt super organic with the horns and Matt Butler's drumming style. So, that yeah, was it was a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of, like, new experiences musically that day. And then I got to go home and take a shower and get ready for Late Night Primus. So it was, uh, <laughs> it was a busy day. <laughs> no kidding. Jeez. <laughs> um, so what would be... Um... I don't know. I guess, for one, what would have been your favorite set that you played that weekend? Yeah, that's so hard to say, you know. I mean, it really is because each set was really cool and interesting and fulfilling, unique. like, in its own way. Yeah. yeah, totally unique. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's so hard to say because, obviously, like I just said, those two sets were, were challenging and, and cool and new and fresh. And, like, the Primus set was really fun, but, you know, it was, like, two hours late night. It was intense. It was kind of like, yeah. it's a blast. We love doing it. But it, it's also, like, technically challenging and demanding. Yeah. And then the campfire set was really special too just because that crowd was so awesome to see and you know we could feel the anticipation growing but walking out on stage and looking out into that crowd it was like oh shit there's a lot of people here to see us um, yeah and i'm gonna get slapped on the face at the end of this set so you know everyone is really dope but yeah I, I might have to say the original campfire set just kind of felt the best that was a really yeah. fun one yeah i mean i think it speaks volumes to like how you guys have progressed over the years to have yeah. that big of a crowd you know late night because yeah. that was later in the weekend was that saturday night yeah, oh, that was actually Sunday, Sunday night. night. Sunday that night. was Sunday, like midnight is when mm -hmm. we did the campfire. Yeah. Yeah. So by that point, like everyone is beat, um, you know, covered in mud. And yeah. yes. <laughs> so to have them all come out like that is dope. I mean, I'm yeah. certain I, I know for a fact I saw a lot of my um, Umphreys fans there, my Umphreys friends there that uh, just wanted oh. to check it out because the Red Rocks and everything. So that was really cool. Um, how did you guys come up with this plan for the slap? You know it's crazy. In two weeks' time, we are going to be playing at Red Rocks with Umphreys fucking McGee. Yeah! I gotta say, it's kind of about time. I mean, those guys aren't really getting any younger, you know, let's face it, and they're not exactly spring chickens anymore. And just feel like it's about time that they finally were able to pass the torch. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, um, we, we've done a couple of shows with Umphrey, a few shows with Umphrey's this year. Um, in February, we played with them in Boston at the House of Blues and um, at the Explore Asheville Arena in Asheville, which were awesome. And so we were always trying to come up with like creative ways to promote the shows that weren't just, you know, like it's easy to just do like a cheesy video of like trying to get hyped. But I feel like those just come across as just kind of corny. And so yeah. we were like, well, if we're going to do corny, let's go full in. And so, you know, like we did this like Valentine's Day video <laughs> for them in February where I wrote them a Valentine's card and it got all muddy. Um, and so we kind of just kept going with this like stupid theme, <laughs> like trying to make the videos more funny. And so we were trying to come up with something for summer camp. And um, I think it was our tour manager, uh, CB Video Marketing, that came up with the idea of like, why don't we do the Will Smith slap thing? Or maybe um, I can say something on the mic about Umphreys and um, like Stacey comes up and slap me on the face and, you know, keep my band's name out your yeah. fucking mouth. And so we were like, okay, I like that angle. And then before the set, I was like hanging out with Stasek and Andy Frasco and kind of Frasco was kind of coaching me through it, what I was going to say, because I was like, how do I go up there and offend Stasek and Umphreys, but not piss off hundreds of Umphreys fans in the process? <laughs> and so we were like, we could say something maybe about them, like, you know, not being spring chickens anymore and maybe some joke about passing the torch. It's like we can joke about them being older guys because they do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, I mean, they're one of our favorite bands, so it's really right. hard to, like, talk shit about them. Yeah. Um, but Stasek thought that was really funny, and so, <clears throat> yeah, we, and he didn't even know exactly what we were going to say, so That's I so also funny. wasn't sure how hard he was going to slap me. He had yeah. said, you know, he's like, I'm not an actor. I'm not going to hold back. I'm going to hit you. So, <laughs> he made contact, but, you know, oh, I, I, it, it wasn't so bad. I um I was in training all day. I was just yeah. getting ready. <laughs> Just taking it, so. slaps left and right. Yeah, just every. I, I by the slap time I got the bag, there, goes, slap Luke that's, too. Oh, that's a good point. We could have done some slap the bag warm up. So I'm sure there was plenty of that going on out in oh, the crowd. Yeah. Oh, there certainly was. Um, yeah, that was so killer. The first time I think I saw you and Stasic like running around was uh, last year at summer camp when you sat in with Death Kings. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. At the, that was also the very end of the weekend. They closed out the whole festival right right yeah it was a similar kind of time yeah we played at the campfire stage also sunday like a similar time and then that was also crazy yeah because i had to like i remember right before the special set we're like printing out set lists but i'm also trying to like print out lyrics for this rage against the machine song (laughs) freedom that i was gonna sing and i knew the song but there's a lot of lyrics in it and yeah so yeah i had to like kind of hop in a golf cart get over there And and that was a blast. That was so much fun playing with them. And then I also sat in with them for an after party they did in Boston, um, which was great. I mean, I love all, all those guys, Mike Ganser, Mikey Karuba, Brett and me have become homies and obviously Stasic. So I love yeah. the band. And this year I got to actually just hang out and watch because now obviously they have an album out. And so they were playing yeah. songs off that. They they didn't need me to like be screaming any covers <laughs> awkwardly, but I did technically kind of sit in in the sense that I tuned Mike Answer's guitar down a half step before the set. I'll count that as my third Death King sit. Yeah, that. Oh, so speaking of which, so are you gonna make an appearance at their show uh, after Red Rocks? So when do they play? Um, they play a late night, the same night you guys open. They play Friday night. Yeah. Where is that show? Cervantes. Oh my god. I mean, <laughs> shit, maybe. 
<laughs> I'm sure I'll be there. Oh yeah, you gotta I, at least go. I, I'll, I'm sure I'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That whole weekend is kind of crazy because it's like the you know after Red Rocks the next day we drive out and play Sonic Bloom Festival out in the mountains on Saturday. Um, so you know I, I'm not exactly sure what the what the plan will be, but if Death Kings is playing, I will most likely have to go. <laughs> yes. Well, it's so interesting because you guys don't realize how many big life events you're probably involved for that you like never hear about but right. um 2019 beanstalk the first day of beanstalk i found out i was pregnant so i was like i gotta plan how i'm gonna wow how i'm gonna run around this weekend <laughs> you know oh what i mean? I gotta make wow. good choices if i need to make good choices so that first day i took a pregnancy test before i drove out and was pregnant that's <laughs> incredible so the first time i heard you guys i was like laying in the tent because i was so tired but i could hear everything i just was like laying <laughs> so <laughs> wow. hopefully one day at beanstalk i'll be able to see you standing up <laughs> oh my god wow yeah those are some life events but i mean that's kind of amazing so your baby what what, what is your kid's name his name is weston turner weston. he actually has his middle name because i turned pages for joel at his solo set when they were here for red rocks the week before wow. that and he asked for a volunteer in the crowd to turn pages for him and like the first guy he called on he was like do you know how to read music and the guy was like <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then i was still raising my hand he's like you know how to read music and i was like Ooh. and he, <laughs> i got up there and it was like you're gonna give me a nod right like you're gonna let me know you're gonna give me right. a signal when it's time to turn it That's and it was intense. so fun and the whole red rocks weekend because that was like the day before it all started um yeah. everyone was calling me page turner once i found out i was pregnant a week later i was like page turner is a great name weston but, turner this, this guy is already just like has lived all these epic experiences like he, he was he's yeah. been to a special show in the womb he's kind of was there for a while yeah. you're turning joel's i mean this wow he has um an epic life of musical experiences ahead of him i think yeah i went to 40 shows when i was pregnant so wow. that's an average of one weekend he's soaking <laughs> that all in he's gonna be a prodigy he's gonna be in the next umphreys <laughs> We'll see. He's his first big show is gonna be you guys opening for Humphreys because my wow. oldest really he so on the way home from summer camp this year, my oldest was like, Can you turn on Ancient Homies again? Like I already listened to it like three times. I only have a CD player in my car. It's a nice. sixteen hour drive. I think Liz Special is my new favorite band. Like Oh my god. I just like I, they just sound really weird and I love it. <laughs> like, and th this is your, old, how old is he? He's 13. Wow, so, I gotta say, I think your boys have great taste in music. <laughs> I just have to say that. Yeah, it's pretty cool because like, I've never taken my oldest to Umphreys like ever because it was my thing. And I was like, I, yeah. my husband doesn't do any of it. Right. And right, so yeah. I'm like, I don't want to, like you stay home with dad. I don't want to. Sure. I, I want I want this to be my time, you know. Yeah, sure, sure. And so um, I never took him, but then he when he said that, I was like, "Well, the special's opening for Umphreys at Red Rocks this month," and he was like, "What?" Oh, um, <laughs> so are they both coming to Red Rocks? All even my husband who does not yes. go to shows because he oh even goodness. likes the special a lot and he likes Humphreys a lot too but he doesn't like mm -hmm. crowds enough to like do it sure. but because the kids want to go too he's gonna go too so we're uh, all gonna be well, there you guys are just gonna be a rock and roll <laughs> frog <laughs> rock band. 
I love that. It's going to be such a family. I, I'm really, I'm going to have both. My parents are coming out from Connecticut nice. for it as well. My, my little brother, Sean, he works up with the crew with us. So he'll be there too. So yeah, I mean, we're going to, it's going to, and I've got cousins and aunts and yeah. uncles from California. So it's going to be a family affair. It's uh, Oh yeah. It's we'll pack it in up front for you guys. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. so cool. I'm really excited, but I don't want to eat up your whole afternoon. I feel like, oh, this is pretty busy. Oh, it's, no, it's been fun. It's, I, I'm always down to chat and it's been nice to relive. You know, it's funny. You get back from summer camp and it's just like, that was a really intense few days, but that it's like over. So yeah, um, I, I'm always down to relive the magic because it was a great weekend for sure. Yeah. I feel like it's so easy to um, have so many cool things happening that you kind of, don't soak them in fully. You know what I mean? They yes. kind of wash over you and they're gone. I mean, yeah, it's, it happens so fast and there's so much going on. It's, I mean, you could be seeing your two favorite bands and they're like within an hour of each other and then it's over. It's, yeah. It's a lot happens in a few days. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So, um, reverting back to summer camp a little bit, uh, who would be like a dream collaboration? I'll like kind of, I have like two more, that one and one more question. Yeah. I, I saw your question before and I thought that's like, it's so hard to think of because there are so many different artists there. Like we got to actually hang out and see like bone thugs and smashing pumpkins this year, which is yeah. like taking it right back to the nineties, which I'm all about. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would love to collab with a, with like an MC like that. Somebody like a ghost face killer or just like, I don't know, kill a mic from run the jewels or oh, something like, yeah. you know, we, we love to do hip hop collabs and we were lucky enough to tour with Zion. I before he left the planet, you know, a year ago. Um, and we love working with hip hop, um, with different hip hop producers and MCs and rappers. So something like that would be so cool. Y'all know me, still same OG, but I've been low-key, hated on by most of these brothers with no cheese, no deals, no G's, no wheels, no keys, no posts, no snowmobiles, and no skis. Mad at me, cause I can finally afford to provide my family with groceries. Got a crib with a studio and it's all full of tracks, to add to the wall full of plaques. Hanging up in the office and back of my house like trophies. Y'all think I'ma let my dope freeze? Oh please, gonna bow down on both knees. Who you think taught you to smoke trees? Who you think brought you the oldies? Ice cubes and DOCs, Scoop your double D's in a group that said motherfucker the police. Gave you a tape full of dope beats, bump when you shoulder in your hood. When your album sales wasn't doing too good, who's the doctor they told you to go see? Y'all better listen up closely. Are you brothers that said that I turned pop on the firm flop? Y'all the reason that Dre ain't been getting no sleep, so fuck y'all, all y'all. If you don't like me, blow me. Y'all gonna keep fucking around me and turn me back to the old me. Nowadays everybody wanna talk, but they got something to say. When they move the lips, just a bunch of gibberish. The motherfuckers act and they forgot about Dre. Nowadays, everybody wanna talk and they got something to say. Nothing comes out when they move the lips, just a bunch of gibberish. The motherfuckers act and they forgot about Dre. So, what do you say to somebody you hate? What? Anyone trying to big trouble you away? Wanna resolve things in a bloody way? Then yep. just study your tape of NWA. One day, I was walking by with a walkman on. When I caught a guy, it could be an awkward eye. Strangled him up in the parking lot with his car can I? I don't give a fuck if it's dark or not. Harder than me trying to park a dodge. No drug as fuck. Next to a humongous truck in a two-car garage Hopping out with two broken legs, trying to walk it off Fuck you too, bitch, call the cops I'll kill you and the loud-ass motherfucking barking dogs When the cops came through, me and Dre said next to a burned-out house With a can full of gas and a handful of matches Still one found out Right here, right here on out is the chronic too Starting the day, 
bars of new. I'm so loco enough that I'm choking to death with Charles Slim. Chicka, 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 Slim Shady. Hotter than a set of twin babies. In a Mercedes Benz, the windows up, with the tent goes up to the mid-80s. Call them men ladies. Sorry, Doc, but I've been crazy. There's no way that you can save me. So okay, go with him, hey. Dad, dad. Nowadays, everybody want to talk, and they got something to say. But then they come out when they can hit the lips. Just a bunch of chipper bears, the motherfuckers laughing. If I forget about Dre. Nowadays, everybody want to talk, and they got something to say. I mean, obviously anything like in the Primus camp would be so cool. Um, seeing Claypool there over the years. Um, I don't know. It's like, yeah, anything that comes up on the lineup, you like see it and you're like, oh my God, that would be so cool. But something like that, maybe some like, you know, some epic MC or something. But at the same time, like, anyone i would rock with like cheryl crow there you know what i mean i would do picture by kid rock and cheryl Absolutely. crow i could do the kid rock part i think that's what i that's what my answer is I, okay cheryl crow. Pic, picture with cheryl crow okay no. <laughs> that is the best answer <laughs> i actually like, saw this is the obvious one right like that's yeah. the more interesting yeah. yeah i actually saw kid rock and cheryl crow live one time so no way uh, yeah, yeah. Yours, and obviously, like at least a decade ago. But jealous. Okay, how do we get them to reunite at summer camp next year? I mean, that. it's rowdy. It would probably be a lot of fun, honestly. Oh my god, there would be a lot of American flag bandanas and yeah, and <laughs> it would be interesting. The hippie, that would be the, interesting. The old boys. <laughs> oh boy, yep. <laughs> um, shoot. Okay, so the last one I had was um, I kind of want to start asking this out everyone. I think everyone kind of needs a mission statement. Like if you guys had one message that you could blast out to the planet and everyone would hear it, what would you want to tell people? It's a great question. You know, I think with the special, something that we've tried to focus on and something we've been talking about, especially going into recording this next album that we're starting to work on is, you know, don't be afraid of dark times. Don't be afraid of darkness, maybe in the world or within yourself. And, you know, try and reach in and, 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 and learn from it and grow from it and become the best version of yourself from it. And I think that the last couple of years, it's been difficult times for a lot of people. But I think there's also been a lot of growth for people. And I think it's, you know, embrace that darkness and maybe see what can come from that. And that's something that we've been thinking about and kind of a theme for the new album. So something along those lines, I think. Yeah, like alchemy. <laughs> Do you ever read about alchemy? Not really, but I am sort of familiar. Yeah, it's similar, you know, turning yeah. your shadows into your strengths kind of thing, it, you know? Exactly. No, to, and you know that, like, it's something that Tool does a lot in like a song 46 and 2, talking about like my shadow mm-hmm. and, you know, coming out on the other side. They're a band that like, you know, people say, well, it's dark and heavy, but it's also about, you know, growth and, um, and change and also not taking it too seriously, you know? Bad yeah. shit happens, but I think you always need to just kind of laugh and finding the humor and how absurd the universe is is also important and something we try to do and probably one of the reasons we've been able to have this to to be able to still play 17 years later and still play in muddy tents and just kind of seeing the humor and the fun in it all too so i think that's important as well super cool shoot i forgot to ask you about ancient homies but you don't have to answer if you don't want no sure yeah whatever yeah um what just what's the inspiration behind it because that was my first like real like that was kind of what 2019 or 
20 yeah i mean december 2020 is when it came out okay yeah yeah so that was like kind of you know my first experience was 2019 in june and then it came out soon after that and like i freaking love terrence mckenna you know what i mean like (laughs) all that like so what was like was it was terrence mckenna your inspiration like how did you come upon that you know i think that we all you know all three of us it's kind of important that we each have our own voice in the band and our own inspirations and things but you know the special is like that conglomerate like what happens when we all come together and i can say you know for johnny g terrence mckenna is a big influence of his and that song that he samples boundary dissolution is very much a, a john g song that he had produced years ago that we kind of just went in and worked on a little bit and me and rory added and it just seemed to like fit to close out ancient homies an album that was kind of intense and dark and to kind of just end on this almost like trip hop come down track you know um so i think that's kind of more in his wheelhouse you know but i think like for us you know it was a lot of things it's talking you know it is kind of what i was talking about that combination of ancient homies it's like it's kind of dark and mystic and esoteric but it's also just a silly name and it's also you know don't take it too seriously don't take the dark stuff too seriously um and just kind of a play on the fact that we've been friends like for most of our lives and we're still doing it and an homage to friends of ours that we've lost you know um one of our best friends ryan green had left the planet a couple years before and he was an ultimate ancient homie to us um but i think just that kind of like theme of like friends and you know uh you know when we play stuff live and you know i'll be like oh this is a song off ancient homies it's a song about um infinite friendship or something whatever like that i think uh you know i think all those things together but um and i think it's also you know it can be whatever it means to anybody else like that's so cool that you've had a connection with it and i think ancient homies can mean whatever people want it to mean.
Yeah, I love that. I love that you're not, that really is key. Like not taking anything too seriously because you don't know how someone's interpretation came up through their existence. You know, like they have, they've had certain experiences that have led them to interpret the work a certain way when it's right. very different for everyone. Exactly. And you were talking about losing your friend and coming out and still having that experience at Beanstalk, you know, I mean, <clears throat> that's an ancient homie, you know yeah. what I mean? I, I, and I think that music obviously is so subjective and it's a, attaching your own experience to it is mm-hmm. one of the most amazing things about live music and why we're all together and why we all do this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just had that conversation a couple of weeks ago, actually, like, we three of us were just talking about like our different tastes in music and how a lot of people tend to hate on our favorite bands but people hate on all bands right sure. like that's just sure. part of it it's, and of so course. yeah yeah um i was like i just think it's so cool that even if we do have these you know slightly different tastes it's not like we have like majorly different tastes it's like right. you really like cheese i really like unfreeze you know what yeah, i mean right. like, yeah not that different but even right. like with those differences we're all still in the same place right this very second because of our love of music which is just exactly wild you know that, yeah of course and you can always find that common thread and if the common thread is hey we're just here in this moment together then what better common thread is there than yeah, that? Totally, totally. Well, Luke, it was so good to talk to you. Yes, thank you. Liz. I really appreciate it. This is awesome. I'm really excited. We, we'll have to meet up at Red Rocks, and I want to meet your boys, too. Hell yeah. Oh, my son will fangirl out for sure. Awesome. I'll be there. I mean, after the set, we're going to be hanging out and watching Humphrey, oh. so we will be around. We'll have to uh, get in touch for sure. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Have a yeah, good totally. day. It's my pleasure. You too. I'll talk to you soon. Cool. Bye. Bye. Okay, my thanks again to Luke from La Special and Camp Counselor Elise. That last clip there was La Special with Chris Myers sitting in, which will take us right into the jam of the week. This is La Special with Chris Myers playing Jackwise from Summer Camp in 2021. I'll be back in a while and hope to see you out there at the old live music events. Have a great rest of your summer, y'all. All right, Summer Camp, how we feeling out there, y'all? You all good? We are the special, so happy to be with y'all. We're gonna invite up a very special guest to the stage. So one of our favorite drummers on the damn planet. Make some noise for Chris Myers, y'all. Got Rory Dolan and Chris Myers back here, y'all. Show some love.
Make some noise for these rhythmic bad boys back here. Bad boys club back there.